and welcome back, my loyal listeners. It's me, your host, Marissa Marcinelli, and this is another episode of Sitting Alone. Yeah, no, I'm actually sitting alone this time. Um, it's been like over a week. I skipped last week because I was... Hold on, I have to burp. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I was dealing with a lot of shit because... Drum roll. I quit my job. I fucking did it. Any of you who know, know that my job was a death trap. Um, I was doing way more than what was in my job description and um, was being emotionally manipulated and abused on the daily. Um, One such instance was being called a fucking retard all the time. Um, I think I'm just going to fucking spill the tea on this. Like, they're never going to fucking find it. My bosses like are absolutely insane, the most unprofessional people in the world. Like I work in-house in the legal department of this company. So it's me and two attorneys. And I feel like I'm explaining my job at a job interview. But um, and basically they're both lazy pieces of shit and would just pass all their work off on me. And then the rest of everybody there is just like so wildly unprofessional and like Today I was helping the COO of the company um, file for divorce. Is that my job? No, don't think so. Did I help him? Yes, because I was told to. And if I didn't, then I would get yelled at and probably cussed at. And I know it might sound like I'm bitching and whining. Like a lot of people have it much worse than you. Like, you know, at least you have a job, all that. But like... I don't know, for someone like me who was already like very high anxiety and like has a lot of like mental health issues, being in such a wavering and like inconsistent work environment where people are like manipulating me and telling me that I'm super valuable one day and like, oh, like we we would need like three people to replace you, which is, is what hap- is happening now when I put my two weeks in. Um they're like begging me to stay, but not offering me more money. So the fuck if I'm going to stay, it might be unprofessional. Like who the fuck cares? But like I lied and instead of telling them I'm getting another job, I was just like, I'm going to travel and find myself. Cause what the fuck are they going to do with that? Like say no, like no, but I did get a new job. Um, it's going to be pretty dope. I think, uh, working at another law firm and, um, I think I'm going to vibe pretty well with that boss. So, you know, my advice, what I've learned out of this whole experience of being there for eight months and just like building and building and building into like so much stress and anxiety to where like I was having panic attacks and like puking in the bathroom. Like just when I get anxious, like I puke like involuntarily. Um, I call it involuntary bulimia and I can say that because reasons um but yeah and it was just building and building and building like my friends and like my girlfriend could attest to like the toll it took on me like I'd wake up just like from a stress dream like sweating about stupid things that didn't matter that were put on my plate like I filed 
probably 10 or 12 lawsuits in the past eight months on my own with just the attorney signing it. That's like not a, a brag. Like that's just the truth. Um, like I would compile the whole thing and they just look over it and sign it. And I'm like, you guys are making like literally quadruple what I'm making and I'm doing all the work. And like, yeah, they have a degree. Yeah, they're attorneys. They pass a bar, but like, give me more credit. Like, don't call me, don't say I'm invaluable one day and then like tell me I'm a piece of shit the next day. Anyway, so Friday I was literally having a panic attack because I needed to put in my two weeks, but I just like couldn't fucking do it. And finally my coworker, she's bomb. She's like 45 and like a badass operations manager. She just like pulled me out of my chair and she's like, you're going to go in their office and put in your two weeks. And I was like, okay. I, she just like dragged me in there and I was like, guys, I'm leaving. And they're like, what? No, like stay. Like, can you give us three weeks? Like we can't find anyone. Like, like you'll, you, my boss even said, he's like, you can just like take Xanax and work. Like it'll be really chill. Like we don't care if you come and like fucked up. I was like, what are you saying? Like, like you, like, it's just so fucked up. Anyways, moving on. What I've learned is fuck professionalism, fuck like your pride. Sometimes you just have to suck up your pride and do what's best for you because that's what was holding me back for so long was like, no, like I'm weak if I, if I don't stick this out. I'm weak if I quit. Like I'm weak if I, um, you know, stand up for myself or like, you know, feel bad about this or let this affect me. But like, it's true. Like work is like, especially if you have a nine to five, it's like the majority, it is the majority of your day. Like you don't have you don't have room for that to be fucking with you all the time like it's just gonna get to you like it's like I feel like I got out of an abusive relationship like I it was but it was like an abusive relationship with like five different people plus like my paycheck like (laughs) like and like maybe older people will say like oh you millennial complaining like that's just how the world is like no, you don't have to take shit from people if they like aren't respecting you and aren't respecting your work and they aren't, you know, you're not being valued. Like they just want you for the your work product. And like if they in turn, someone's hammering something outside. If they in turn don't like provide you with like respect and like basic, you know, uh, human decency and like you know like it's not cool to call someone a fucking retard first of all it's 2019 um the r word is not cool and second of all like but it's just you know what kind of morale does that build i don't know i'm like coming off one this has been literally eight months of like hell for multiple reasons but like this being the main thing and like i just feel so light and happy I was like walking on air today. I was like, <laughs> I can walk out of here. I, I like, I can't do, they're asking me to stay until they find someone, which could be like three weeks. And I already told my new job that I could start in two weeks. So like, sorry guys, like that's on you. Like you guys have to find someone else. Okay. I feel like I just needed to talk about this, but like, so I got home from work today and I was like, what am I going to do? I need to figure out like what to do alone, like productive activity. So I came home today, took Ruby out. She has a hurt paw, so she can't do much. I know she wants to go to like the park or like go for a, a run or something. 
Um, but she can't because I don't want to have to take her to the vet. Um, but, um, so I came home and like did a little workout and I'm cooking chicken now, which I don't really know how that's going to turn out, but I'm like trying to, you know, not Postmates and like yesterday I just laid in bed for like six hours. No, not six hours, like whole day from like the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep. So like 12 hours and I ordered a $3 pizza from the 7-Eleven app, which was delivered and I proceeded to eat in bed. And I watched um, The Assassination of, of Gianni Versace, which I could highly recommend. Although, like, it is, like, a little, like, dark, dark. Um, it focuses more on, like, the the, mur- the murderer, like, Andrew Cunanan, who's played by Darren Chris, who's, like, does a really, really good job. Like, he deserves all the awards for that. And then, not so much on Versace, but... And then I watched Russian Doll on Netflix, which is, like, Natasha Lyonne and like produced by Amy Poehler so I thought it was gonna be more of like a comedy thing but it was kind of like a dark like it was had like a Groundhog Day vibe where like she has to learn a lesson in order to stop reliving her this her birthday which is like pretty bleak but I got through it and like she eventually learns her lesson I guess but definitely passes the Bechdel test and it's not focused around like a dude or anything like yeah there are men involved and like she has love interests and stuff but it's not like centered around like there's no like key guy that plays a part in her you know journey in this show so highly recommend that who the fuck is hammering outside oh my god I need to sip my my diet coke mm. <sighs> cold um so yeah what else is up my dad came to visit this past week he was here for work and it was really chill actually surprisingly um we just like went out to eat a lot and he cleaned my apartment like from top to bottom while I was at work on Friday afternoon which is pretty cool and he was kind of like, girl, you got to like get your shit together, like feed yourself. Like he's like, your refrigerator's empty. Um, like your place is disgusting. Like you need to like get, get it together. And I was like, okay, fair. So I think I'm like on a kick with that. I'm going to try to like do my dishes and things like that. It's just like, nobody tells you like how to do these things, especially like, I don't know how many of you listening live alone, but like living alone is very... I'm getting used to it again because like Maddie moved out she moved into her aunt's place which like it's we're we're fine like we're not there's no problems there she just like needed to do it um but um uh like we're still together um shout out to you babe I love you can't wait for you to get here tonight I'm waiting for you um but yeah it's just like weird like because I was reading this article that was, like, how to, like, be okay. It was, like, a suggested article, and it was, like, how to be productive, like, when your life is chaos. And it was saying about how when your life is, like, secure and stable, which it was, aside from work being, like, the major stressor. Like, I just had, like, a routine, like, get up, come home, like, chill. Um, 
with my girlfriend for the most part but now it's like I need to like start like switching it up and the reason they were saying that like there's no room for growth when you have that kind of stability like having a stable job and a stable like routine like makes you lazy and weak that's what the the, it said verbatim and I kind of agree with that like I don't know like what my path is to be doing with this like being alone but I mean I plan on living alone for a while I think um who knows what the future will hold but it's like just hard like when you have a dog like um to like find people who are down with that um granted like when I first got her like my roommates in college were like super on board with Ruby and they helped me out so much shout out to them um and then when I first moved out to California like with the first few roommates it didn't really work out that well hence me living alone hence me sitting alone um let me let my chicken be done four minutes um so yeah I mean I like canceled my gym membership because me and Maddie had a joint membership and there's no golds where she lives now so we were going to gold's gym um and honestly like we weren't using it enough to even like justify paying like the $45 a month each that we were paying like I would go like maybe two or three times a month which like I don't think is enough for that and I felt like compelled to go and like yeah it's great when you get there but like I don't really like a gym vibe I'd rather like go for a run or like be outside like be outside or like you know do an outside workout or just like do something really quick like on my floor I I like I don't know. I don't really do classes either. I don't like a workout class. I like training with other people, but um, like working out with other people, but I don't like a class situation because I feel like, although like when I used to go to Soul Cycle in college, um, I really enjoyed that. But it's also like it's dark and you can sit in the back row and do whatever the fuck you want. Like there's no like sh- shame, but it's also such like a pumped up environment. Whereas I feel like, I mean, I can get down with a yoga class sometimes, Diet Coke. But, um, like, I, I don't know. Gym wasn't doing much for me. Also, Gold's Gym is just, like, I hate the dynamic of a gym. Like, for the most part, in my experience, like, even gyms in college, like, um, like, my family gym back home, like, um, it's just, like, men take over, like, the weights, and it's, you feel, I mean, now more and more, like, women are getting into lifting weights because it's fucking good for you, and it's great release of energy, and, like, it's, like, the best way to, like, lose weight and stay in shape. What the fuck? Is, someone is, like, hammering or slapping something outside. I don't know what's going on, um, but it's so, like, I mean, even, like, I hate to admit it, but I get, like, intimidated going over and, like, doing, like, like a chest press machine or something because it's just like all these like testosterone filled bro dudes with like tiny dicks being like oh no uh like uh, I got two more reps man like can you get up like oh like chugging whey protein as they like pump away and like I just it's kind of awkward because I'm just like this little like five two little white girl who just like wants to do some chest presses but um like uh it's just like it's something that I need to get 
I need to overcome. Like it's it's built in like I don't want to say misogyny or like it's just the you know it's the way women are. We're like kind of always taught and brought up to like take a step back or take the back seat when like it comes to men like or to be afraid to go into a male space which is normal but like I whenever I go to a gym and I want to I don't like doing cardio at a gym I'd much rather like go like run to the gym like do my cardio on my like because I live like pretty close to the gym so like it's like a half mile there like half mile back so I do my cardio that way and then like would do my like weights like I don't want to be in a fucking treadmill like in a dark like gym space like no no thank you I'd rather be running like outside but um and then it just feels so like weird to be like entering this like male dominated space and like I just have to like constantly check myself and be like no like I pay the same membership as they do or I did before I canceled it but um I belong here just as much as they do I have just as much a, a right to this and I think that's something that I've been learning like that's been like the theme of like this the past few months of my life is like how I interact with men and like have been like taught to be like submissive like socially um just like in like the little things oh my chicken is ready I'm gonna let it cook for another five minutes because I have four chicken breasts in there um and it's just something I've been becoming aware of um like recently just like in social situations like I let my male bosses like talk down to me and like say shit like that they would never say to like guys and at my current job the one I just am quitting I was talking to like we have like a huge like wage gap issue where like the women have these like management positions and then like guys who work in like project management or whatever like are making way more and have way more opportunities for like commission and bonuses than they do and like the COO said something fucked up to one of my coworkers about how like um she, like he demoted her basically by taking her off salary and putting her back on hourly and he put her hourly lower than what she would have been making on salary and he said like oh, like, I bet you, like, it's, it's good for, like, a woman in your position, she's a single mom with two kids, like, he's, like, it's still, like, a good, good pay for a mom, like, a woman in your position, what the fuck, like, you, would you ever say that to a man, I don't think so, so I think we just, I'm gonna keep constantly checking myself and how I interact with guys, like, men in public spaces or, like, in work environments and, like, start stepping up and being, like, it's not okay, like, even though I, like, I'm probably, like, a crazy fucking feminist, um, and, like, love, like, you know, I, the best class I've ever taken was existentialist feminism at Fordham, and, but I, it's more, like, practicing it, I don't know if it's, like, just because it's so ingrained in us as women, or, you know, like, if you're, you know, born a woman, um, one of my favorite, oh, I could get into this. Uh, let me pause one sec and check on my tip. Okay, I found it. Um, this is a quote from Simone de Beauvoir, who um, 
uh, wrote The Second Sex, which is about, um, I believe it was like first wave feminism in like the 40s or 50s. I could be totally wrong, but I took a class based on this. One of my favorite um, quotes that like really stuck with me and like I had the best teacher who taught this class and like um, met a girl in that class and we had a little thing too. So it was like a perfect little gay um, college fantasy. So this quote is, man is defined as a human being and a woman is, is the the redo. Man is defined as a human being and a woman as a female. Whenever she behaves as a human being, she is said to imitate the male, which is so true. Um, it's basically the precedent that man is the default of a human being and women are the second sex. Um, and the way that we've evolved and society has changed and over the years, it's always been women are secondary. And I hope that we can get to a place I mean, it's going to take a long ass time. It's been, it's, I mean, it's always been an uphill battle for this whole thing. And I don't think that anything major is going to change it. But I think that individually, if we are aware of how, for all you girls out there listening, if we're aware of how we act around men and we challenge their subjugation of us, um, then we can transcend and, um, you know, begin to, like, change things in little ways, Um, whether it's standing up to a guy at the gym or standing up to your boss or standing up to your boyfriend. Um, And for guys, you know, just becoming more conscious of how you talk to women, um, how you, you know, treat them, how you may say or do things that you think are being nice, but they're really, you know, it's could be like insulting or demeaning. Um, uh, like we don't like, I don't, this might get controversial, but like, I don't want you to treat me like a dude or like a bro or anything, but I just want you to like, look at me as your equal. Like, cause we like, we are, oh my God, I should do a live reading of my thesis on this on um existentialist feminism why is this drink steam is my apartment that hot but yeah just things I've been thinking about how especially like being a gay woman it just feels like society always asking you know like who's the guy and who's the girl like there's no guy like we're both girls like that's the fucking point but it feels like almost like being in like a lesser position because there's no guy um but in truth like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do regardless of your gender sex whatever orientation oh I just burped um and I think that's one of my my like favorite um, philosophical, like, topics to dive into, um, but, 
let me see if I can pull up my essay and do a little bit of reading for you guys. I found it. I found it for you guys. Um, let me just, I'm not going to dig too deep into this because it, this essay gets into like, like the, a lot of inner workings of like Sartre and like, uh, existentialism and all that. Um, but, um, let me just give you a look into how I was doing my, uh, finals week of, senior year of college right before graduation and I wrote this paper probably on um Concerta because that was what I was prescribed at the time um and I think I turned it in like last minute but this is a paragraph in it and it really speaks to how I was doing at that time in my life okay it can be argued that taking advantage of, the, of societal institution of the patriarchy is a way for women to exploit male desire and act as a being for itself this argument being for itself means that, um, basically you're transcending like your current situation. You're, um, you know, becoming more than, I don't even fucking know. I don't remember this. This argument poses issue as ascribing, uh, to patriarchal institutions serves to, per to perpetuate them. Using one's sex appeal to achieve the objects of one's desire is often what many women have done to reach their goals. An example of this, this is where it gets, uh, TBD. An example of this is the American singer-songwriter Lana Del Rey. In the early days of her career, she had been known to use seduction techniques to pursue a record deal. Much of her music is about how she manipulates men into getting what she wants, which is ultimately love and affection. Quote, cash comes quick when looks could kill, is a lyric from one of her early songs, $100 Bill, in which she argues there is nothing more gorgeous than a $100 Bill. This is the mentality of many women who effectively exploit men for monetary and material gain, which I'm not against. This brings into question if a woman is really free if her transcendence is constituted by the exploitation of patriarchal institutions. An example of this could be the sugar daddy, sugar baby dynamic. Oh my god, what was I on when I wrote this? If a woman dates an older man with an, an agreement that he will pay her for her company and she is then able to be, have financial stability, is she considered to be imminent um i don't want to get into that look it up imminence look it up this could be compared to simone de beauvoir's analysis of the prostitute the prostitute is able to have financial stability however it is dictated by men um yeah um should i keep reading Ultimately, it can be argued that the woman will never fully achieve transcendence as long as she is the object of a patriarchal society. Woman is only able to transcend as far as man will let man will let her. Modern society, both both Eastern and Western, have institutions in place that limit woman's control over her own body. The United States government is grossly overrun with heterosexual white men. Oh my God, I was on one, which is not an accurate representation of the country's population. Men controlling le legislation of the female body is inherently paradoxical as he will never know the female experience. In addition to this, overlooked and minor institutions of the patriarchy are perpetuated even by women who identify as strong feminists. Women are taught from an early age that they should apologize for taking up space. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I was talking about. Apologizing for taking up space at the gym, at work. This is what I was trying to get at. Didn't have the words in my head. Now I do. Something that is not explicit explicitly told to them but that they learn from cultural settings women are more likely to apologize for minor things like asking a question or speaking up over a man the wage gap exists that exists is another example of institutionalized misogyny in order for a woman to fully transcend to the level of a man there would need to be 
entire global shift towards complete equality between men and women. Women are aware that they are the second sex, and despite the efforts being made by proponents of feminism, the modern woman is still bound to her eminence by social, socio-cultural institutions. Wow. Um, okay, self. I sent that to my potential employee, well, my new boss, because he asked for writing, writing, he asked for writing samples, and I was just like, oh, I got an A on this paper, like, let me send it to him, and I still got the job, which is pretty dope, but he's also a game environmental lawyer, probably shouldn't say that, that might not come back to me, I don't know, but, um, all right, was I okay back then? I don't know, but anyways, take those messages with you, um, yeah, I just read you, like, my senior uh, philosophy thesis, so if you're a girl, if you're a girl, or you identify as a female, um, or a woman, just know that you have the right to take up space. Take up as much fucking space as you want to, because it's your right. Peace and blessings, love and light. I'm going to go take my chicken out of the oven.